This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, FM Evolutionists? This is your host, Sean Black, and this is another episode of FM Evolution. This episode, we're going to be talking to Carrie Teresa from Lazy Dog Restaurant and Bar. And you guessed it, we're still at RefMA's 2019 convention in Austin, Texas. What an awesome time we're having. Uh, what an amazing concept this is. I love Lazy Dogs. I get to take my dog there. If you guys have never been to a Lazy Dog, let me tell you something. First of all, you got to go check it out. The food is great, but the whole experience is pretty unique. I mean, they have this whole Jackson Hole, Wyoming thing, like ski lodge versus like Bring your dog. And uh, so, yeah, bring your dog and sit outside. They even have food for your dog. I mean, the whole thing is pretty cool. We get to talk about facilities in general. And uh, Carrie has some really great insight, um, you know, as a newcomer to RIFMA, but having a ton of experience, she has a lot to share. And we're super excited we get to sit down with her. It's day two of the show officially, but we've been going for quite some time. So we're really excited to to kind of get things moving. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Do you know what makes CGP Maintenance and Construction Services so amazing? The fact that they've been in business for 34 plus years tells you that they know exactly what it means to serve their clients at the highest possible level. These guys do everything from build, service, and maintain for the world's largest brands, restaurants, hotel, retail, and property management. They've got you covered. No matter your needs, CGP Maintenance and Construction Services is here to take care of you. So go ahead and check them out at cgpconstruction.com or give them a call today at 858-454-7326. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. These guys are here for you. 858-454-7326. Give them a call. Welcome back to FM Evolution. This is your host, Sean Black. I'm here with Carrie from Lazy Dog. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're on uh, officially day two of the show. Are you sure? It feels like day seven. I'm not kidding. But day two of the show, and it's actually the last half of the show, so I'm so excited to, uh, to have you on. Thank you for coming on. Oh, Appreciate no. It. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you guys yeah. and good conversations, and yeah. so I'm glad We've been have having you. fun. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. Excellent. No, we're not supposed to say that. It's work. Oh, yeah. It's We've all been work. working the whole time. Nothing but work. Exactly. 24-7. Um, so, yeah. So, we were talking a little bit about RIFMA, and you're pretty much so you're brand new, right? This is your first year going to RIFMA. I am a RIFMA rookie. Yes. So this is my first year at RIFMA. It's actually my first year ever belonging to RIFMA. I've always wanted to join. Super excited about it. Never had the, the opportunity or, and to be honest, really the time nice. uh, to join and be here. So I'm really glad that I finally got that So how did that happen? How, like, how did you make that happen? What, what, um, what brought you to it? So Lazy Dog, uh, my boss, Teresa DeHart, is a huge, huge, huge advocate of just keeping the education going and networking and nourishing connections and and all that jazz. And so she mm. obviously mentors with the RIFMA mentor program and yeah. is just a huge advocate of the group. And so she 
uh, when I was interviewing, I had mentioned that I really wanted to join Rifma. And she was like, absolutely. Let's like, let's do it. And uh, I told her that I not only wanted to join Rifma, but wanted to get my CRFP. And she was like, okay, do it. Just join. You know, the minute you get hired, yeah, fill that out and get in. And I said, okay. And so now here, here I am. Here you are. And I feel like it's kind of funny because I know a lot of the people here just through, from over the years. So it was, it really feels like a natural progression to kind of be here. So, yeah. so we talk a lot about innovation, but facility management in general, like how, like what's your background? How did you get started in facility management? Okay, so um, I have been doing restaurants. Restaurants is like my passion. Mm. Um, I used to work for a company called ITX Construction, their general contractor, and we only did high-end restaurants and um, just fell in love with it from there. And uh, a really great project manager, and I'm actually going to give him a shout-out in a little bit. That's what we're here for. Let's Um, talk about it. (laughs) Billy Martin. He uh, gave me an opportunity to go work at CPK after I'd been at several different uh, GCs and Mm. just, you know, really kind of learned more everywhere I went. Definitely figured out that I like restaurants. I don't want to do high-rises anymore. I'm good with that. Um, So anyways, Billy went to CPK and uh, gave me a call and said that there was an opportunity for me to be here and or to be at CPK and um, to grow. And it would be in facilities and I'd still be doing construction. And and so I went and interviewed, got a job with the most amazing person ever, Scott Wagers, who is just I, I can't even say it. he's like a computer. Uh, he just rem- <laughs> he just knows Scott. so much. Like you're just it's crazy. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's how I ended up here. I've been I uh, worked in construction facilities at La- or CPK, and then yeah. um, had an opportunity to go to, over to Lazy Dog, which happened to be about 42 miles closer to home. Well, so there was no three-hour drive a day. <laughs> Um, that's how much I love my job or loved my job. And, uh, yeah, so I went over to lazy dog and just, I loved it. Like the whole crew at lazy dog's great. Just, you know, great food, scratch kitchen, multi-genre food, huge footprint. Do you love lazy dog food? I know. But what's your favorite thing though? You guys don't need to have it on the menu anymore. What? Yeah. What is that? No, tell me what it is. Okay. Um, it was the salad. What was it called? Uh, okay, it's a Snake salad. River? Snake River salad? No. It's, yeah. It's, hey, hey, it's not anything better than easy. that. Well, you have like, to add chicken to it. I was expecting something bigger yeah. than it's a salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. You guys have a good bar there, too. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's get to the root of it. There is happy hour. We all like is, happy hour. There is that. No, you know what? I like the, the brand. It has a, has a good story. I like the the whole environment there is really super casual. Yep. And you can take people there. Um, and there's something on the menu for pretty much everyone there. Yeah, so Chris like Sims did such a great job when he created the concept of Lazy Dog and just had a, a fantastic uh, vision for what he wanted for the brand. And I really feel like we've accomplished that. I mean, you walk in and you don't even really feel like you're in wherever you just walked in from. Yeah, no. You feel like you just walked into the, the whole, lodge yeah. at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, and we have really the fireplace. Cool. You know, you can bring your dogs outside. It's fantastic. I have brought my dog there. You did? I have. Okay, so which one do you go to? One in Mission Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. San Diego. That's my favorite. I know that yeah. one. Hometown. Whoop. <laughs> little plug for little San, plug. Diego there. San Diego there. Just a little plug for San Diego. Yeah. Isn't that a party area though? Do you what? do you work much? What are you or? About? <laughs> no it wonder you're lazy word. dog so yeah, well. No, no <sighs> yeah. I love lazy dog. I've taken uh, a ton of different people to eat there uh, from different uh, for different reasons, but usually a lot for work. And this is a good place. You have a good brand. Yeah. 
I love the fact that um, you have a ton of experience in construction and, you know, on kind of the other side, and now you're in facilities too, right? Yes. I refer lovingly to okay. <laughs> facilities that it's like job scary. No, you know, okay. Well, it never ends. It, it never ends. Yeah, that's a fact. But, you know, I love to help people. Um, I love to help them solve their problems. I mean, you know, I, I always tell people, look, you know, because they get upset. Like, I'm so sorry I had to call oh, you at true. 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? I get paid to keep hot things hot and cold things cold. And, you know, everything That's else is. just is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, companies like CGB is used to doing that and serving 24 hours a day. And all the vendors you guys work with, they have to be available. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, and I have to give a huge shout out to all the vendors that we work yeah. with because, Good. you know, to be honest, it, and whether, you know, we've worked with them for a long time or a little or a short amount of time, uh, we, our, our vendors are our life. But yeah. I mean, they really are like we would be I cannot be in seven places at one time and to be able to count on great vendors is a huge thing. Yeah, so, the partnerships are really, really. Important. It really is. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of skip over the nourishing connections portion of of their career. It's really important to have that. It's important to make relationships and mm-hmm. have open conversations and open dialogue. And everybody always talks about these tough conversations, which, yeah, you have to have. But, you know, it's. I've only had to have a few in my life, and I really, I just really appreciate my vendors because they've always come to the, come to my rescue. If there's ever anything wrong with the work that has been performed, I mean, they're right on top they of take it care to of fix it. it. So, yeah. You know, we talk about innovation a lot, and we've and I have we've been talking about data and data management, oh. and works flow, and you know, watching the numbers and those are and dirty words. They, I really, know, right? They're okay. dirty words. I love it, but at the same time. I I, I really like the connection part of it. I like being able to Agreed. work with people. So. Agreed. What do you think? <coughs> dying. Over no, we're we're all dying. We're done. It's like that time. Right I, now. I feel like we've been on the desert for like eight out in the desert for like eight days. Thank no you te- water. Thank like you we're, Texas. Yeah, it's horrible. Woo. Uh, what do you think it takes to continue to, to be successful as an FM? Like what? Um, education definitely uh, is a huge part of it. Um, a never quit attitude. Mm. I mean, honestly, there, there's a lot of components, and I feel like you have to have the drive to always be your best and always help out everybody else. But I know we were talking a little bit earlier about and you know a management program. Yeah, and I feel like, especially as we start kind of managing more and more stores, these asset programs or facilities management programs. Right. Are imperative to have. I, we talked about EcoTrack. Yeah, EcoTrack is a and great example. They e- were on a show yesterday. Yes, uh, Eric, Jeannie, Mike over at EcoTrack, fantastic team. Um, I may or may not have known Eric from a previous life, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so to see him succeed in this facet is absolutely yeah. fantastic. And um, you know, we did look at multiple platforms, and I think. You know, we, we're so driven on debt data nowadays. It we, is. you know, we, we make give a lot the, of give business me the metrics. decisions. I want to know everything. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like we need to know what, you know, repair versus replacement looks like. Like, you know, just yesterday I have a Roboku Blixer. You know, we're about to put, you know, four grand into it. Well, things only 6,600 new and it's probably about six years old. So I know we put some money in that yeah. thing. I mean, it, but I have no data on it. Yeah, no data. So how do you make that decision? Exactly. Exactly. That's, well, I mean, luckily that I mean, was an can. easier one because I was kind of like, okay, 
four thousand dollars, six six hundred dollars. Mm, okay. It's just replacing thing. But you know, it, but EcoTrack is a, a great tool. Um, we've been using it. We've been actually piloting it in one location with fantastic results. Mm. Um, I just did thirty restaurants, in, or Teresa and I just did thirty restaurants in thirty days. So we actually went out and instead of hiring a company to do our you asset cataloging, we did it. And I have to say, it was probably the best experience ever. It put me in the restaurant in front of the managers. It was a great way to to add another visit to my year and uh i i just i loved it and not only that but i got to asset tag things i the way i wanted it done <laughs> that's interesting because that gives you well i mean you need to see the stories eventually anyway but Agreed. but it gives you a great opportunity to actually survey all the equipment yourself as well and really kind of get an understanding of it yes but then trying to remember all of that I don't know. And thank God we have that kind of system where you can keep track of it later. There's, there's so many pieces True. of equipment. So many things. You True. guys got a big footprint, too. It's a big we store. Do. Yeah. We're over 10,000 square feet, generally. So, and that's I mean, cool. people think, oh, that's not that big. But, you know, it, and it's not. In some cases, there's a lot of restaurants out there that are just as big as, or if not bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. But the, we have a scratch kitchen in the back. I mean, we yeah. full prep kitchen, you know, keg room, walk-in freezer, um, water treatment rooms. I mean, it's... It goes on and on. Oh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So managing all of that is huge, and it's really necessary. So it really is. because, And it's nice to see... Um, it's nice to see the history of things, because I feel like it's going to make us or give us more data so that we can make better business decisions. Also on the front end, like we we are... we. I mean, this is a facility show, yeah, absolutely, first and foremost. But we have to remember, too, that we are taking this data that we are collecting and what works and what doesn't work, and we're feeding exactly. it back to our internal exactly. teams. So, you know, the great thing about not only being a facilities manager, but having, a, a you know, any type of facility management program is you can start seeing what's not working and training it and changing it and working with operators. If it's an operator thing and maybe they aren't taking care of it correctly, absolutely. Like, let's have those tough conversations or that training or start stepping up and taking it up a notch as far as what what are we doing? Are we just giving you materials or are we showing you how to do it? Because sometimes it it does take both. I mean, I don't want to do it for them every time, but I want them to start learning. Or is it it an asset problem? Is this just not working for what we need it to? And that was just like the longest-winded answer of anything uh, ever. It is, it is <laughs> yeah. so day two. Of no, Rekma. it's okay. That's it that's so what we're here talking about. So. That's exactly what we were talking about. So I mean, what was we talked a little bit about some of the challenges that you had, but what was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Like what what would you say? My God, why you got to put me on the spot? Is well, this, I know. Is this a podcast or a job interview? Okay. I feel like. I, <laughs> Give me where you'd so like to end up in five years. Oh, God. No, no, no. 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 Um, oh, my God. You can choose a different question. You are totally putting me on the spot. Well, with I am that right one. Well, It's not Big, that hard. Yeah. You know what? Um, what was the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Oh, we can't go there. Okay. 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 Let's not go no, there. restaurant related, we can totally go there. Okay. No, um, I did. I had a restaurant. <laughs> God bless their little heart. And if they ever hear this, they're going to know it's them. Um, Hmm. The Ansel system completely deployed on the line. Just went off. Oh, no. We were closed for (laughs) two or three days. It was like a nightmare. Um, As you know, cleaning up the Ansel powder is just 
it, it just was like one thing after another. I know exactly so, what it so looks like. So we got like, the yeah. restaurant cleaned up, you know, within a couple hours. Yeah. Had the gas company come back out to check it, turn us back on and everything. Oh, my God. We found out that, no, there was still a gas leak inside the restaurant. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. So then we're, we're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And uh, we had done the, this is out of state, of course, but we had done, like, the mega press piping. Right. And uh, you would think that. But apparently, we have some very strong people in the restaurant. And this is not at Lazy Dog, too. Let me just spit okay. that here. But, not, or let me just say that right not now. Not at Lazy Dog, uh, But we, we <laughs> apparently had a, a, a cook pull the piece of equipment out so hard to clean behind it you that yanked. they had like they had done something to the mega-pressed pipe within the wall. Wow. And it was leaking. And it took us, like, we had plumbers on top of plumbers there. I mean, wow. I, at one point in time, it, it was, you know, a six-hour plane ride, and I was contemplating getting on a plane ride to come and investigate this myself because we were, you know, at first it was just kind of like, well, there's no way they could have done this, right? You think? No way! Oh. oh, no, they did it. So after about two days, we, we were back open, ready to, but it was, oh... God, I'm like almost ready to cry right now as I'm talking about See, it. See, that wasn't that hard. It wasn't that bad. No. And you know, and I think that was really when I really learned that when you're a facilities mm-hmm. manager, you do need to be calm in the chaos. Right. Is because, you know, people. Because everyone else is looking to you. Everyone else is looking to you. You have a regional, you have general managers, you have a whole management staff, you and even sometimes have your vendors who are just like, okay, what do you want me to what do? What do you want me to do? Yeah. And, you know, it, one thing that I've learned, especially with making such great friends and um, especially the show, I mean, we ran into King Seafood, great girls over there and a bunch of other vendors who just, uh, excuse me, a bunch of other restaurateurs who are just fantastic. And it's nice because now we have, we've exchanged business cards. We know we can bleed off of each other a little bit because it's, it's huge. And I think that we can't be too proud to admit that we don't know something and ask. I mean, they're absolutely. There is so much brain power in this room. It's insane. And being able to call on that is, is nice. So what do you think? I mean, we talked about being successful, but why do you think people end up failing or giving up as a facility manager? I know it's not an easy so job. So you don't think maybe the 3 a.m. phone calls is one of the things they don't what? like about it? I mean, well. Who doesn't want to get <laughs> phone calls all night long? You know, there's that. Water heaters <laughs> don't break in the middle of the day. <laughs> no, you do realize Friday, that, right? Friday, Friday night. Friday, Friday. it's on always a holiday. No, it's always Mother's Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. Friday night at five, like either before a big event. Oh, let's just have the, you know, like Super Bowl weekend. Of course, something's gonna go no, wrong, absolutely. or you know, like Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hold on, where's is there wood around here? Like, let's yeah, just yeah, no, clear this, this is out actually right real now. Wood right here. Um. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know why they would not want to be. I love this so much. I I do miss just doing construction sometimes Mm -hmm. because facilities is a lot. I mean, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So (laughs) I don't think people really want to drink from a fire hose. I have this extremely visual mind. So that's just. Oh, no, totally. You can can even see it. Like, you know, this kid going to like drink out of fire hose and getting yanked back. Yeah. No. So, I, I mean, but I don't know. It's it's hard for me to imagine that. I think some people who are maybe not organized or mm. um, not good with other people, I've seen them just kind of be like, this is no, not, for, not me. for me. Yeah, especially if they don't have a people personality. Yeah. It's a little, they're like, I don't want to talk to people all day long. So, of course, I don't have that problem. But <laughs> What? Yeah. I know. I don't think so at all. Um, so, I mean kind of wrap up here we'll wrap up with one another question but what so do we you th- still have about another five minutes 
Well, you do. Well. Yeah, you can we do. tell we, we are we a little yeah. punchy, right? Brian's like, yep. It is. <laughs> it's been a long day. I don't know. <laughs> no, go ahead. How do people learn about where you guys are located at? Like, where, where, where are your stores at? Are you regional or oh national? Oh, my gosh. So we have 30 restaurants mm-hmm. in five states, but that's about to change. We're about to uh, grow about anywhere from 7 to 10, and, of course, those numbers are obviously going to fluctuate over, right. the, for the, over the next couple of years. And we're going to start expanding out east, filling in some areas that we may have already been. I know we have a, we're looking at a couple of sites in Illinois, but um, we have one in Vernon Hills, Illinois, which is the only one open right now. I know I've had a couple people from the Midwest really want to try it out, and that's where we're out up there. We have um, mm. four locations in Texas, two in Las Vegas, a bunch in California, and two in Colorado as well. So if you're ever... Outstanding. Yeah, you guys got to come check us out if you haven't. It's fantastic food. We need, we, we'll and the hospitality, I have to say, the hospitality is fantastic. It is great. Yeah, we have fantastic GMs. And I know that job is harder than being a facilities manager. I just... The GMs? Oh. How, how does that work with you guys? Because, I mean, sometimes you have operations and facilities. They don't get along. but And then some, some people are really, really great. So I personally look at it like this. Mm-hmm. GMs are, are my clients. They're my customers. Oh, that's such a good philosophy. They are. I mean, I, I get paid to help to basically to serve them. Yeah. And I think one of the RIFMA council or one of the RIFMA panels yesterday talked about servant leadership, which is such a great point to bring up. Um, but you know, after talking to GMs, it's great to have a very open relationship with them, talk to them, communicate with them. Um, and you know, a lot of people just want to be heard, especially GMs. They have a lot going on. They're doing menu rollouts. They're doing, you know, they have issues with staffing, they have budgets they have or they job. have challenges they really that do. I probably don't know anything Just about. the logistics of getting oh. people into work and on time and getting things going. Exactly. Yeah. So it's crazy. And, we, you know, the one thing we don't think about is a, a lot of people, I, I believe, think it's customers, but it's also, you know, in, it is. you have young kids. You have everyone that you have to take care of yep. there and make sure they get. Yeah. That's, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to kind of to create the show is I don't think people see that side unless you are in the business. Yeah. You don't know what it takes to get facilities up and running. No. People just think, oh, they're open. That's great. They have no idea what it takes. No. So it's a lot of hard work. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. It was really cool to hang out with you. Absolutely. I'm going to check it out, download it, send it out to everybody I know. Everyone should do that. Everybody should do that right now. So you guys have been fantastic, though. And thank you for having us. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens next for you guys. 